0: the views and opinions expressed in the golden boot podcast are those
1: of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the golden boot podcast as a whole y'all ready to get rolling quiet on the set Hey, welcome back. Another hot episode of HBC. it's your boy Poop out. Got my man, Aunt Petty Murphy, in the building. What's good with you, my boy?
0: What's good, my dog? Watching this game?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listen, <laughs> this weekend, shout out to Alabama from Tell Swangin'. You know what I'm saying? Fold and Tell Brangin', Justice Swangin'. Players from down the way, it was, it was a uh, well, I, I let, me, let me rephrase because not everybody in Alabama had a good homecoming. I'll just put it like that. I'll leave it at that. We're gonna get to it though. Um, the man who called it, we got him on tonight, to talk about this. Uh, but it was uh, it was, it was mixed emotions. Twitter has been in an uproar all day. Oh, also. If uh, if you filed your extension today, it's the last day to file your taxes, so you might want to go ahead and get that out the way too, before you have more problems than than homecoming. Uh, but yeah, man, you right ready to get to it? I know you is. I, I can see it in your eyes. You like, man. i just let's just get through. Let's we'll get through that. You know, saying we'll talk about it. Just get through it. And I understand, man. I understand. We're going to give a shout-out to our sponsors over at BetOnline. <laughs> it's it's I wish you could see your face. <laughs> all right, man. We're going to give a shout-out to our sponsors over at BetOnline. BetOnline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Man himself, who was at Tuskegee this weekend, was on the call for a magical upset. Listen, one of the smoothest voices in HBCU football color commentary. I think that's how you say it. color commentary. No, man. Maybe I shouldn't say color commentary when we're talking about HBC. But anyway, our <laughs> man Jamie Albee School Walker is back in the building with him. What's good, James?
2: Hey man, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? But look, hey, Aunt, what's wrong, man? <laughs> what, what's wrong, brother? Cause you,
0: <laughs> I need therapy, man. Uh,
2: <laughs> oh
1: uh, 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 man, listen, and I wouldn't. I, I I would, you know. Hey, listen, yeah, I'm petty. I wore my Alabama in shirt today. It wasn't necessarily a shot at you. Magic City classic coming up, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, they're they on a bye week, so
0: coming up. Well, you got you had two weeks to wear that shirt, but go ahead. I
1: did, but I wasn't gonna wear it next week because I ain't want to show favoritism. Uh, I'm wearing my Alabama State shirt.
0: You could have wore it Thursday, you know. On what Thursday, what
1: I'm, I'm wearing I'm wearing my Alabama State shirt on Thursday.
0: So. You wore that today, yeah, I, mean, you, I mean it still
2: would hurt. No, nah, not me
1: whenever whenever I wore it, so. But anyway,
2: man, what's Jamie, what's good? Guys, man? It's gonna be all right, man. What's good, y'all? It's been a minute. How y'all feeling,
1: man? I, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> I've enjoyed the weekend, Jamie. Um, and start talking to me midway through Saturday. Uh, it wasn't because I, I didn't, you know, we both I think we both had thought different about the game of how it was gonna turn out, but yeah, just, I don't know. We did
2: it though,
1: Yeah, mm, mm, I'm, 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 i Listen, I'm not shocked that N. won. is the fashion in which they won. Man,
0: we're not even supposed to talk about this game right <laughs> now. Okay, all right.
1: right. Let's, let's go ahead. Let's go to the other game. Then let's go to the other game. <gasps> listen, there was a game in the back. <clears throat> and before we, before we get started, before we get started, um, I do want to say, um, our kiddosis, uh, our hearts. Thoughts, minds, prayers are all with the Jackson State community uh, for the tragic loss uh, on 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 Saturday. Um, A celebration should never be like this, Um, and we got to do better as as a whole. Um, Not 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 a black thing, not a white thing, not a HBCU thing as as a as a species. So uh, we got to do better. Um, But with that said, the game a game was played on Saturday. Um and from the jump, this game looked different. It looked different. Uh a lot of people, especially, you know, Alabama State fans were wondering, will we see the quarterback carousel? And we didn't see it. Mm-mm. And um uh, the offense seemed like they was clicking and moving. I'm not pointing fingers or saying one is better than the other. But I think one is fitting the scheme a lot better and the offense is moving a lot better when one when a certain when when Stewart is in the game. Right? we're not gonna shoot goals. So
2: yeah, I I tend to agree with you, man. Two would agree. Yeah, two would agree. Mm-hmm. I think they're still confused on what they want to be mm-hmm. offensively. Yeah, I think
0: the offense might flow a little bit better, but they still not a good offense, I, I even agree. with him at quarterback. Like they they still got a lot that they need to work on as an offense, even with Stewart as a quarterback. He might be an improvement, <clears throat> but they still not what they need to be offensively.
2: Yeah, I'm tend to agree with you, man. Um, they just I think when you don't have an identity, I think that always causes problems. Um, you know, you had Demetrius Davis in there initially. And of course, they want him to succeed. Clear, clearly, for whatever reason, whatever you know, people speculate or whatever. They want him to succeed. Um, but I think it just comes down to, um, at the end of the day, people got jobs on the line and stats need to be there. And just the yeah. fact that you need to win and you got a championship defense. Um, so, somebody that say a, you know, competent signal caller is needed. But you ride the hot hand. And it looks like that's what they're doing right now, but they just you don't know what they are as an offense. So um just think if they had an offensive identity, what that squad could be in the uh swag east. You know what's funny? This team runs
1: better under Stewart, but they've had more passing success under D Davis. But the problem. And, I was just saying, and the problem is that with D. Davis, there's not a lot of – I mean, now, Stewart's had some – you know, saying like the uh, – was it the game where he threw for like 300 or something? I think that mm-hmm. was. Uh, so, he's had success thrown, but it's just that we've seen, you know, Keyshawn break out under D. Davis and not
2: necessarily under so – it's just ironic. It really is. Uh, I think that goes to coaching and play calling. Yeah. Uh, and what you try to set up um, for different individuals and making that kind of curta- – or curtailing that to uh, what the strength of both um, the quarterback and wide receiver tandem is. Uh, I went to the the Southern um, and Alabama State game, attended that game. And what I – that's right, I saw you. I, yeah. I'm bugging. I saw you there. And so um, looking at the way that was set up, and the way they set up stuff for Demetrius Davis, it was kind of like <laughs> a power asking. scheme. Um, mm-hmm. but when they threw the ball, they got chunk yards with it. So the stats do look a little bit better and they're skewed that way. But they really did a lot to protect Demetrius Davis in the passing game. Um, you know, a bunch of you know, shifts and you know, quarterback runs and things of that nature. Right. So, you know, I think they try to open it up a little bit more with uh Stewart, but it, it is funny the way you're talking about the, the, the stats don't indicate what they're trying to do for each.
0: Yeah, part of it is the way the defense playing them. You know what I mean? Whenever you got D Davis in the game, they're loading the box. So you have more advantages on the outside to get some, you know, some of those chunk passing plays.
2: Great point. Great point.
1: Yeah. Um. Shout out to everybody in chat. Um, Dave what's good. Dave. Um uh, we got down south football Renault. It was good. Uh Zach, he brings up this point. Said Bubba proved he should have been swag defensive player of the year. Once again, he's unstoppable.
2: He absolutely killing people. Yeah. he's he's just you know, barn injury. Man, there's no reason why he shouldn't be up there one or two, you know what yeah. I'm saying? In in defensive player of the year. I agree. Yeah, um. On the other side, Jackson
1: State, um, they did themselves no, no service. They literally – they gave Alabama State short field time and time again. Uh, I know – I think in the fourth quarter, uh, Alabama State started – I think at least their last two or three drives. They started their last two or three drives in the uh, – on the other side of 50. One was on the, like the 35, the other was on like the 49. So it I mean at that point you got to uh <laughs> I mean, if you don't score then, you know, it's bigger problems than who's that quarterback.
2: Absolutely, man. Um I think they're just not in sync and still trying to discover who they have. Um when you're talking about the top FCS Uh, recruiting class you know they have talent um they have talent all over the field I think it's just a matter of you know for as much as we want to give or crown um JSU for being you know what they've been the last two years this Mm -hmm. is a fairly and freshly new made team and so (laughs) when you're talking about you know who they have you're talking about the kind of turnover that goes with um with a squad, when you lose a coach, um, you know, when you lose that amount of players, they're still trying to figure out who they are, um, you know, up and down the roster. And I think that's another team that has to a degree, um, on offense an identity crisis. You don't know if they want to be a, uh, you know, a pass happy team, whether they run a foot, whether what they want to be a run first team, which I think they are. Um, I know at the beginning of the year, they wanted to play with pace and, you know, go fast. And I think. You may not have the personnel to act, you know, to do that all the time. And they're just discovering things. And I think in key pieces, they are still injured. So I think they're just not who they're supposed to be yet. And I think a lot of people and the expectations of this team, because they've done what they've done the last couple of years, um, I think the expectation is through the roof. This is not Deion Sanders' team. Um, This is Coach T.T. Taylor's team. And he's building it in his image. And so, when you look at the squad, they're still going to be highly successful. It's just not going to look like it's looked in the last two years.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I um, think uh, this game, they had a lot of self-inflicted, um, shot-in-the-foot shot type moments, fumbling the ball, hey, and things of that hey, nature. Hey. So, I think part of it is they beat themselves at times and they not they don't always show that discipline that they need to be the, the type of football team that they got the talent to be. Yeah.
1: Um they they from uh from the Hill podcast uh was like he said uh I just picked he's or well, he picked JSU to win, but he wanted both to lose. Um and then he says that they can no longer rely on talent. And Zach brings up a great point. He's interested to see what they look like without Irv Mulligan. That could be a massive loss. I agree. That changed the games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. They. Uh. He he sprained his ankle. I don't know. You know the severity or whatever. But uh, he's out. Well, I'm not sure if he's out for how long. They hadn't said. Uh, Coach Taylor, uh, wasn't on the call today due to the, um, uh, the 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 tragedy on campus. He was. You know. They say he was. You know. Pretty much being a, a resource to you know student athletes and stuff. Um, so that, that is going to be interesting. See what that looks like, what they look like going forward. Um, Jay White, he he called it. Uh, and them in the upset, he he called it last week. I mean, he's an a fan, so oh, I'm, I'm sorry, wrong game. My bad, <laughs> I, my bad. I wasn't doing that, that went on purpose. The
0: next game, so we might as well yeah, go.
1: we can go to it. Um, but let's go ahead and go to the next game. My bad, it is what it is, dog. All right, man. So Alabama and M went to the hole, came out with the victory 45 to 24. Um, that was the second, only the second all time win at Grambling for Alabama and M. So, mm-hmm. not only was it
0: homecoming, but they named the field. <laughs> yep. After two legends. And you go and give up 28 unanswered <laughs> in the second half.
2: <sighs> this is tough, man, because. Gramlin <laughs> Just- Grambling my, was my dark horse in the West, um, and they were playing well, you know, up until last game. Um, even in the Alcorn game, you know, giving it up at the end, you know, Aaron Allen and company, you know, mm-hmm. who's a gamer, who's an absolute gamer for Alcorn. But, you know, Grambling had everything in front of them to... Just finish out a year and contend. You know they were right up there in the thick of things, and this is a major step back, um, especially defensively. I know some people, you know, who's who's calling for um, for heads to roll, especially on the defensive side. But mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. listen, when you give up that many points, um, along with with you know that many points unanswered, with no virtually no solution at all. Um, Xavier Laneford running for that many yards. Forgot what the final stats were. One ninety-three.
1: One ninety-three.
2: <laughs> oh man. Um, and you just don't have an answer for it. That's just not good. He had and more
1: yards rushing than he did passing. <laughs>
2: That's the crazy. It is. It is. But Gramlins had trouble wow. with mobile quarterbacks all year. They really have. Man, and, man. and so it was, it was.
0: It's not. It's not that you got beat by him with his legs. It's the way that he beat you with his legs. I'm just, like it was. There was no defender within five yards of him on some of them runs, bro.
2: It's crazy. And I looked at the tail end of it because I was on the way, you know, home from Alabama, and yeah. um, and, and through the end of that, I, I, you know, kept switching back and forth between um, the Jackson game and the Grambling game. But yeah, man, it it, it was um. Uh, yeah. It was rough because I'm I'm shocked. First of all, I'm shocked at both of those scores. I'm like, wait, oh, what's going on? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, hold on. But yeah. the nature of how that happened, Hugh Jackson's got to do something. You know, he, he he changes have to be made. They just do because I think that offense is prolific. I think Miles Crawley last couple of weeks kind of even kind of fickle with the ball, um, mm-hmm. as far as not taking care of it. But up until that point. Been playing phenomenally on on you know at quarterback for Gremlin. He's been you know that signal caller that they've needed the last couple of years to spread to those weapons because they have major offensive weapons. But defensively, they've just regressed in in so many ways in the last year. Man, I, I don't I can't explain on that it.
0: side of the ball, which is the crazy thing. You got Sunday and lose Matthew. You got plenty of guys over there on that on that side who can <sighs> But the question is. Is, is it scheme, is it overcomplicated scheme, is it just not putting guys in the best position for them to make plays? Like you can't say it's a talent issue.
2: Not at all, Yeah, they've, they've done well, yeah. they brought in players um, <coughs> who seemingly fit their scheme and they are talented. So I'm not sure what's, what's going through, especially, you just got to think about something for a second. They were off, offensively in up last year, mm-hmm. but the defense kept them in games. It's a complete flip this year. I have no I, I can't explain it. I, I, I cannot explain it at all. It is it's wild, but you know, I have no good analysis at all, nothing to give you <laughs> on it. It's just it's just weird.
1: Yeah. Um uh, also to add insult to injury. Um JQ was back, surprised yeah, the team before bad. the game and ran out with the team too, which you know saying, it was great to see. Um, you know, since it's you know, injury in the LSU game, but back, you know, it's been great to see him on his feet, you know, moving and stuff. Um, definitely praying for a speedy recovery. Uh, but yeah, it was also, I forgot, I was the Jackson State, go back to Jackson State, Alabama State. Um, HBCU nightly predicted Jackson State to have four losses on the season, and, and they got it, got criticized. It got, uh, I ain't gonna say crit, it got crucified. But you know, how y'all gonna say, you know, they had three right now.
2: Mm. And then, I'm looking there, they are in probably the weak part of their schedule, but mm-hmm. they are vulnerable as well, right? Um, you know, for for what is worth, Valley's play, played well, at least their last game. Um, oh yeah, that all corn <laughs> game though, so bold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be the one.
0: But well, see, it's, the, it's even though Gramlin lost this weekend, the West is still such a tight race that they're not completely out of it. They just got to take care of business for themselves the rest of the way, which their schedule isn't the toughest going forward. But their sobo, like you mentioned, is going to the Bayou classic. There's a few games coming up, the Prayer View, uh, Southern. Like, there's a few games coming up that's going to be huge implications on the line for some of these games. So it's going to be very interesting to see how things shake out.
1: We're gonna talk about it on Thursday, but you got Prayer View and Family this weekend. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, not not this weekend. Next weekend. So that's gonna be, but uh. Yeah, back to this game to the m Grahamley game. Um,
0: oh, I thought we was done with that.
1: I had to bring it back. I'm sorry. Um We were just talking about last week um could this possibly these two games possibly set up for the Magic City Classic to be a game of who keeps their job. Uh now we're looking at this like this might be a game to see who get that contract extension first. I mean it's set up. I mean
0: one game flips it that much, but I get what you what you it talking.
1: sets up for a run, though.
0: Yeah, that's what I saying. I get what oh, you yeah. but not, yeah. one game doesn't necessarily no 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 not necessarily you one continue game. that run, but
1: yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, this game. I think the, these two games set up for a run. Um this is now this next game is a game, and we're moving off of it now. And you can, you can. But next game, uh Texas Southern versus Bethune Cookman. Um, uh, this was Bethune Cookman's homecoming as well. So um uh, Texas Southern ended up winning 34-31. Yeah. Um Coach Woody, I think he, you know, I believe he said today that they started slow. Mm-hmm. and had some missed opportunities um and you just can't do that against a, a a good team a well-coached team so
0: yeah jerry stones had himself a ball game as well for uh texas Southern. oh I, yeah i think it was just one of them things to where they just ran out of gas trying to come back
2: and that's kind of what they've been doing the, the whole year um you know they've been in games um they've led a few games but they just aren't they aren't talented enough up and down the roster to mm-hmm. do what they do you've seen potential in them um but Bethune's just not just not there yet give now I will say this as late as he was hired the circumstances in which he was hired everything that went on um uh, with the Wildcats I got to give him, a, you know, kudos and he's done Yeoman's work and they seem to believe in what he's doing. Um, as much as, you know, he was maligned and, you know, he, he was, you know, a choice that was down the line and everything that's going on, he's done pretty well. Um, and I think that they have some talent. They got to continue to recruit. Um, but I think th- this is what I've always said about Bethune. They always do it, even from their days in the at. Uh, they're going to get somebody. We're just not mm-hmm. sure who yet, but they're mm-hmm. going to get somebody. Now, you know, for nine straight seasons, it was FAMU. Now, I don't I don't know if they, you know, if they get up that much for that game, but they're going to get somebody. Not sure what the rest of their schedule is, but I think they're talented enough and still are playing hard for Coach Woody. Just look at, you know, look mm-hmm. at this game and look at the past games. You know, that Jackson State game, I, I looked at that game for a while. And Bethune could have won that football game. And so, you know, they are still playing for their coach. So we'll see. As far as Texas Southern is concerned, they still have a, a you know, regardless of Andrew Body being out um, and really the third stringer playing at this point, they are still playing hard for Coach McKinney. Now, what I will say is they still have a great running game and they've been relying on that to keep them in ball games. So, you know, they're still playing hard, but, you know, I, I think you know the, the you know Texas Southern is you know near the bottom of that west side and and you know of course Bethune is you know near the bottom of the east. So both teams play hard to try to get another W. And and that's kind of all it amounted to.
1: Yeah. Um this next game, I think I believe this was a homecoming as well. I could be wrong. Uh Arkansas Pine Bluff traveled to Itabino. Take on uh coach Wade and the Delta Devils and uh they had some waiting on them. Mississippi Valley got that dub tw- uh 42 to t- uh, 17. Uh Tigerian Williams. Did I say did I get that right? I think that's uh yeah, Tigerian Williams. He been balling these last two weeks. Um he put up uh let's see. Last week he put up uh, against Prayer View, two hundred twenty-seven and a touchdown. This week against UAPB, nineteen or twenty-nine, two sixty-five, three tutties. ball wow. wow. absolutely. True freshman. True freshman. So you got another three and a half years with this kid. Yeah. Yeah, and and you, I've seen what they got coming on um, what they got coming into some of the recruits they come, you know what I'm saying? A lot of P5 talent. You know what I'm saying? Transfers, you know. So it is it's definitely Valley is building. They got a key piece already there so.
2: Yeah, they should. I mean, I I love what they're doing. Um and I think other schools should at this point depending on what their record is, go to the youth movement. See what you have. See what you have in the rest of your squad. Um, you know, you recruited Coach Wade recruited well. Anyway, we you know he, he there was some eye popping going on when you saw who was coming in, who transferred him. Like really, Bally? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. We we'll see what you're doing, Coach Wade. So go ahead and play some of that talent. Go ahead and, and get it done. And and I think I'm more disappointed in in um, in Pine Bluff than anything though, because I think they played some squads well. They played yes. Tennessee State well. They played and um, um A&M. Uh, A&M. Yeah, AM well. You know what I'm saying? So, they so, played
1: Tulsa well.
2: Yes, yes. So, Ford don't think, reflect it, but yeah. No, but, but yes, they played them well. So, so, they're, they seem to be regressing as well, just not playing well at the right time. And as much as I like Coach Hampton, he has to look inside that team and see who they are. So, You know, probably more disappointed in them than I am, you know, glad that, you know, Coach Wade got his win. But I fully expected that to be a closer game. The way that score ended up being, I'm like, okay, what in the world happened? So I think Coach Hampton has to reach inside his team and see what's up. It's great the positive vibes that he gives and, you know, the speeches and things of that nature. But what is your team at this point?
1: Yeah. Um, before we leave Valley, and because uh, I was going to talk about UAPB real quick, uh, Ron Jab Williams says Valley will beat Jackson State. I might would have laughed at you last week or the week before. I'm not going to. I'm, I would be surprised, but it wouldn't be like jaw dropping surprise. So at this point, not nothing against Jackson State. It's more about Mississippi Valley at this point. I know Jackson State is also banged up. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> by Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff played probably every quarterback they got on their roster. Mm-hmm. Um, this past Saturday. Um, let me go to that game and bring it up. Uh, because when I was looking, they played one, two, three, four quarterbacks. Four quarterbacks. Um, and it was let's see. 29 passes, 175 yards between mm-hmm. between all four quarterbacks. Um, now, running game was on. It was a uh, they ran for 234. So, but yeah, it was. It's like they they can't find anything. I, and, and I think we thought they had a uh, their quarterback found with uh Jalen Maker.
2: Yeah. So we'll see. They got to establish an identity, man. I think. You know, these new coaches coming in, I think regardless of how successful they've been, um, I think there's a there's a reoccurring theme um, with new coaches in this way. They got to find out who they are. And I think they just got to continue um, going with that process. So I think, you know, Pine Bluff, I think I think they're in a better position than they were with, you know, interim coach, you know, Don Treadwell,
0: transitioning
2: to Alonzo Hampton. I do think they're trending upward but they still have to find out who they are and i think go to the youth movement just, just it's it's time you know you're not you don't have any hope of winning the west you don't see what you got
0: yeah mm-hmm. and it, i think that's kind of what they're trying to do at the quarterback position but i don't think they're giving them guys enough enough time to settle in and actually get comfortable playing the position and get them a true shot at playing that position so instead of playing everybody in one game, you know, give a couple guys a half, get this guy a half, get that guy a half here and there. That way, they can settle in, get comfortable, and ask to show you what they're working with. But I think they are, like you said, they're trending in the right direction. I think it's just going to take a little bit longer because because they're trying to find out what they got and who they really are. You know, it's not like Valley where they kind of. They got their young quarterback of the future. You know what I mean? They they got the pieces. They know who they know who they are going forward. They just gotta work on that. UAPB still trying to find it. For sure. You muted, bro. <laughs>
1: My bad. I say I think what surprised me more about this game is um not so much of like, well, I guess it is. It's the defense. I thought UAPB's defense would have locked some things down. They they have looked really good um, in spots, certain spots. Uh, the Tulsa game, the way they came out, I, I knew for sure. I was like, okay, the defense is going to be tough. Um, but I was more su- surprised they gave up 42. That was, well, 35 because I know one was a pick six. Yeah. So that was uh, surprising to me. Um Another game, next game, another homecoming. Uh, Lincoln of California, everybody's punching bag. Traveled to Baton Rouge to take on Southern. Southern got the win. Um, It was uh, a 45-18. What do you – I don't know if if I took anything from this game, to be honest with you, other than Southern did what they were supposed to do. The game was actually close at one point, too.
2: That's a conclusion I draw. Um, I'd even, you know, waste time looking, giving it much, you know, of a look. Right. Right. Um, right. Because Lincoln, and California is just trying to get established. They remind me of of um, Virginia Lynchburg of the East mm, Coast. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They just, you know, trying to get on, trying to get their footing, things of that nature. So Southern did what they were supposed to.
1: Yeah. I actually when you said they remind me of something I thought you was going to say Bishop Sycamore and I Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going uh but no. Uh another game. Prayer View took a beating from Crosstown Houston Christian 30 to nothing.
2: Yeah. I don't know what to say except Um just regression, man. You know, Prairie View was one of those squads that you thought would was, you know, okay, y'all trending upward as well. You're right, Mm -hmm. and you still are in the thick of things in the West. Um, but to get beat, you know, like that, it wasn't even close. There was never ever a point where you thought, you know, they were in the ball game, um, is very disappointing, I think. But it could sign to be it could be a, a blessing in disguise for them um, going into the rest of swag play because they got to go get, you know, got to take on FAMU. They got to go to brag. Um, and there's a few more games they got to play to solidify the West. So maybe it's, a, it's one of those lesson games that you can kind of, you know, learn from and keep your team focused going forward.
0: Yeah, they still got a lot, lot to play for still in front of them. So you got to try to make sure you don't get too far down. Uh, you still keep focused on what's in front of you. You still in the contention for that SWAC West. Big games coming, in, coming up for you. So that's one of them, burn the tapes and try, try to forget about it as soon as you can and move on to the next game. Yeah. Um, coach, um... Coach McDowell had to
1: answer the question today um, about how bad they've looked when they play out of conference teams, whether it be FCS schools or or when they played um, SMU. They've looked they've looked terrible. I mean, it's, it's no sugarcoating. It's no nice way. Prairie View has looked absolutely terrible. I think the the this point differential was like one hundred seven to sixteen or seventeen, something like that. It's it's. And then, even when you take out like the, the FBS game, they played it was still like 75 to whatever, and it's just it's bad. Um, Jekyll and Hyde, I, I don't know, so um, sticking with the theme of Jekyll and Hyde, Howard took on Harvard,
2: hmm. and that was shocking, it was absolutely shocking because last week. They played Northwestern and almost beat them. You know what I'm saying? A Big Ten team. You know, now, granted, it's Northwestern, and they've been through a lot of controversy this year um, as far as their coach and things things that, but it's still, you know, quality talent that's up there. So, you know, Howard absolutely took took them um, and could have won that ball game um howard also has taken on the likes of i think either eastern michigan or mm-hmm. michigan state eastern michigan, eastern michigan. And, and and you know they, they almost, almost them. yeah yeah almost took them so to come up you know in a game that you really you know there was a few people that predicted that they would win this ball game um, uh, just based on other things that they've done and just the talent they have but it goes to show you um you know if you look up and down that roster they have great running backs. Ian Wheeler, you know, Eden James, um, you know, Jared Hunter, they have great running backs. The thing that's always been the Achilles here when it comes to them is the quarterback play of Quentin Williams mm-hmm. and whether or not you're going to see good Quentin or bad Quentin. Um, if he plays well along with that running game, they do well. And, and they've, you know, had a formidable schedule. They, they've taken on the likes of a, of really good teams. Um, but when he plays well, they do well. When he turns the ball over, they don't do well at all. And, you know, Harvard gave them something. Harvard's not a, you know, when you're talking about FCS-level teams, they're one of those squads that always um, are up there. Those Ivy League schools play really good ball, um, regardless of, you know, the academic – Components and things of that nature, they play good ball, and so, um, everyone thought they would win that game or at least be competitive, it just didn't come out that way. And that's another team that have to be re- that will regroup because now you're in the, the MIAC sprint for the rest of the year, you know. Yeah. So, we'll see what they look like,
1: yeah. Uh, for reference, for context, Harvard is number 18/19 depending on which one you look at, uh, in the FCS, um, but they the ivy League like um the the meac and swack they don't well MIAC and swack at least if you're not the champion you can still qualify as yeah, possibility um but yeah um the ivy League doesn't do fcs playoffs so which that might be interesting it, considering I, I would love if if i could you know magic wand make things happen i would love to see. In, uh, North Carolina Central and Harvard in the FCS playoffs and see how how they would do. That.
2: If Central does not win the MEAC, they absolutely deserve to be oh, in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, there, there's no question. If if for some reason they don't get in the playoffs, they they you know falter against because against a conference rival, you just never know what's go, what's going to happen. Yes, they're the okay. expected um, champion, and, and they definitely. You know, are the front runner as far as as far as I'm concerned, as far as what they've done so far this year. But if they don't, they falter, they absolutely have the resume um to be in the FCS playoffs. No, no question to me. Yeah. Um, next game
1: on the docket. Um, this one be quick. Tennessee Tech versus South Carolina State. Uh Tennessee Tech won 28-7. Uh, this game was actually uh well, Tennessee Tech scored 21 unanswered. Bad loss. Um, I love I love I love everything Buddy Pugh has done but for like humane reasons I want to see this over with this season be over with and he can ride off because it, it, it's more tainting his, his what you call it and then helping at this point Um next up Norfolk State versus Tennessee State Tennessee State got the win 24-17. Uh this is a Tennessee State homecoming. So, yeah, so big for them.
2: Big Huge, for them. man. Um give it to Norfolk State being able to come back again but didn't, you know, fail yeah. just a little short.
1: Man. Uh next one up, man, it was another homecoming game, but it was Delaware's homecoming, North Carolina A&T. Your Aggies went to Delaware. This actually was a lot better than I Thought it was gonna be as far as score differential. Uh, yeah, Delaware got the win 21 to six. I am gonna be completely honest. I thought this was gonna be like a
2: 45-14 game, something like that. Well, it was close, man. Um, up until up until the end. Um 31 yards passing again for the Aggies. Hadn't thrown over a hundred yards um in a game this year. That's tough. Um, yeah, it is. It is. They are um, as far as the passing game is concerned, very inept. Um, can't do anything in the passing game. Uh, but two red zone turnovers uh, by a um did them in. Delaware didn't do too much. The conditions, I think it was rainy conditions, um, for both teams, I, th- I want to say Delaware didn't throw but but for 55 yards themselves. Um, ran the football effectively and, and played good defense. Uh, but a t had an opportunity to win the game, but – Again, when you fumble the football, those are the kinds of things happen. But they have to go back to the drawing board when it comes to um, offense in general. They have quality running backs, um, quality skill position players, but the receivers and the quarterback um, and really just that offensive game plan uh, in the passing game especially just has not been what it needs to be. So um, will I expect to see some changes in the offseason with that um, in some form, whether it be coaching changes. Um, you know, philosophy change. We'll see. But hey, man, still tough sledding in the CAA. Yeah,
1: staying in the CAA. Hampton took on Monmouth. Monmouth got the win, sixty-one, 10 Yeah. Um. <laughs>
0: that,
1: that Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. That's that's um. I want. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, and I don't want to judge because some of these teams just have turned out to be really good this year. Like, sir, like, uh, let like Morgan State's lost to in the CAA. They just turned out to be really good this year, and some of the other teams who were thought to be really good weren't as good, you know. So, um, I don't know. I, I just I know Hampton wouldn't. No. They weren't what they –
2: <laughs> They got they the ball can't. ran on them. Yeah, yeah, they got the ball ran absolutely down their throats. And for as much as Christopher Zellis, the quarterback for Hampton, um, is very is really good and really instant offense, both in the passing and running game because he will run the football, um, they're Jekyll and Hyde, man. You know, this the same team that lost to Norfolk State. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're just up and down. They beat Grambling. Grambling had an opportunity to beat them. You know what I'm saying? So so I think when you're talking about who they are, um, you know, they're just not there's no continuity there. You don't know who you have uh with that team. So to get ran on the way they did, um inexcusable. So we'll we'll see who they are going forward. Yeah, yeah. All right.
1: All right, now let's move on into the E1 HBCU top 10. Um uh, reveal this for the first time. All right, boom. Uh falling to number 10 is Gramlin State at three and four. Falling to number nine is Howard at two and four. Uh moving up to number eight is Alabama and M at four and three. Southern was on a bye week. They moved up to th- I'm sorry, no, they weren't. They well virtual bye week playing Lincoln, um, but they moved up to three and three. Hampton fell uh, to number six at three and three. Jackson State fell to number four at four and three. But moving up to number four in a tie it's Alcorn State at three and three. They want to buy at number three. You got Tennessee State at four and two. They moved up. FAMU and North Carolina Central round out. The top ten and they stayed put, being that they both won't buy.
2: So, I like it, I like it.
1: Yeah, some people didn't like necessarily like the uh the tie at four. I understand. It's uh a lot of people don't like we had a tie before, and it was like, Man, I don't want you know, I understand.
0: That's what happened whenever me and you do a poll together and we try to buy <laughs> two poles together. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, not just that. We, we, we had have the conversation a uh <laughs> who had the yeah, who had the best win. So it was just like
0: we don't really have a tiebreaker when it's just two of us. So yeah, yeah.
1: Flip a coin and land in the middle. So
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, man. Let's throw some D two. oh,
2: you know hey, right up my alley.
1: Yeah, man, we're going to start out with the game. Oh, man. Edward Waters versus Tuskegee. If you hadn't seen it, go back and watch. It was Edward Waters pulled off the upset, huge upset. Biggest, probably biggest win in their, their, at least I know since, you know, this year, uh, but probably in their program history with this win over Tuskegee on the Hail Mary. Um, amazing i mean just that play but they played they came back if i'm not mistaken skega was up um i don't know the the score how how big it was but i know skega was up and it waters hung in there because everything i keep hearing they played
2: 60 minute football they did man they did it was an amazing game uh was on the call for um uh, on color for uh, the four letter network and um Man, listen! It was an amazing game from start to finish. Tuskegee came out early, fourteen to nothing lead. Um, but Jaron Russell, for quarterback for Elwood Waters, man, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, the transfer portal works for teams, folks. Mm-hmm. The transfer portal works. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it can improve your situation. Miles it improved their situation. Elwood Waters it improved their situation instantly. Um, mm-hmm. These D1 teams, for some of them, they improve their situations. But um, John Russell was never, you know, he had some accuracy problems early, but finally settled in. And Edward Waters never relented in any, in any situation. And then the last six minutes was crazy. Edward Waters built the lead, gave the ball back to, um, to Tuskegee. Tuskegee scored a touchdown in like 50 seconds. Um, turned around, stopped Edward Waters on defense, punted it away. Tuskegee came back, you know, scored a touchdown to go up, I think, 38-35. Gave them, gave Edward Waters about, uh, I would say a little under a minute. Edward Waters kindly threw a couple of passes, got to the 50-yard line. The first Hail Mary almost was caught uh, by the same receiver. Mm -hmm. So John Russell with virtually no pressure, threw the ball again a second time. And the defensive back, White for Tuskegee, had it in his hands, but McCorkle, McCorker, um, receiver for um, Elwood Waters, just took it out of his hands, fell the ball, touchdown, game over. Wow. It was, wow. it was great. Phenomenal yeah. call.
1: SIAC hadn't put out there, at least let me, let me double check before I say that. I don't think they've put out their, uh, conference players, of the week players of the week yet, but let me tell you, um, this might be back to back weeks for uh Russell, Jaron Russell.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just wow. He was his, player his of the play. week. I want to say newcomer of the week last week. Um yeah, yeah, that, well, yeah, play offensive was. player of the week last week. And he he absolutely deserves to get it again. But you're talking about talent all around that field in that game, man. It was yeah. it was phenomenal. It just was, yeah. man. You're talking about Russell, you're talking about you know, Deshaun Hugie. Um, you're talking about um the receivers for Tuskegee. Even the, the quarterback for Tuskegee in his first start, uh, Robertson, did well. Did well. They kind of curtailed the offense to fit his skill set, but both receivers, Corey Petty and um, Antonio Meeks, did well for them. Um, the kid Morris uh, running the football, you know, downhill running attack. Tuskegee looked great. Uh, but Edward Waters' resolve and just Russell's coolness and composure in the pocket kept them going man it it was a phenomenal ball game back and forth it just was it was entertaining and um you know to see the crowd at, at, at tuskegee just shocked everybody yeah. just like what in the world just happened but right. it was great it was great
0: yeah at least another school got their homecoming sport
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a bunch of schools that got their homecoming yeah. sport this weekend <laughs>
1: So that was actually, and, and this is not just, just HBCU. Um, that was the second Hail Mary to win a game last week. And then the, you know, cause it was, uh, Houston over West Virginia, mm-hmm. um, the Tuskegee and then, um, Boise and, and Colorado state. So like all these games were so good, so close. And it was, it was amazing games. Um, this next one i didn't think it was going to be uh as close but miles took on morehouse and um miles ended up winning
2: um 36 22 Mm -hmm. let me tell you something about morehouse man they are young and they decided a couple of weeks ago to go to the youth movement um Particularly after the ben- after the Benedict game where they lost twenty seven to three, they played Benedict well. I called that game for for um, the Black College Sports Network. Yeah, and and they, you know, hung in there. But after that game, um, it was decided that they would go to more of a younger scheme. So freshman quarterback, you know, young running backs, they're going to the youth movement, and they have grown um, in that in those r- new roles. So I think with Miles, um, you know, Miles, that game against Benedict, you know, they had to go to another quarterback besides Klein-Peter. Not sure who played in this game, but after talking to some people, you know, Morehouse played them well. It's just that talent-wise, man, they're just not up there yet uh, with that squad. I talked to a coach from Miles a couple of weeks ago um, after they lost to Benedict, and he just said, man, we were quarterback away even last year. And said Mm -hmm. with them having Klein-Peter – you know, along with their mm-hmm. backup quarterback who played, who played in that game, um, and kind of brought them back. Can I think Cameron Ivory? Um, you know they are loaded. You know, up and down that roster now. Tell him tran- transfer reporter yeah. can turn your squad around.
1: Yeah. Um. I was I was I've been saying I said you know I think Miles and what I'm saying Miles Benedict game. Oh, I can't wait for that. It was going to be a good one. Um. That turned out, I think that showed me I was like, okay, Miles ready. Yeah. They're ready. Um I think the Miles Tuskegee game is gonna set up the the uh opponent for who Benedict has to play. Um is we on that collision course now. So, yeah,
2: after Benedict beat just absolutely Mollywapped um Fort Valley on Thursday night. Yeah, it was over cuz I thought Fort Valley would give them a game. But I mean, they beat them down last year. But I thought Fort Valley was ready.
1: And now, clearly technically, they weren't. Technically Fort Valley's still in it cuz they that's that's although they lost to Tuskegee week 1.
2: Yeah, they didn't that wasn't a
1: conference game. So mm-hmm. technically Fort Valley's still in cuz that's only their second, I mean their first
0: conference
2: loss.
1: Conference loss. So mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I think I think, you know, give kudos to Dr. Um, Anthony Holliman, commissioner of the, of the SIAC. They took away those divisions. Right. And now it's meaningful football for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now, this was another homecoming spoil. Allen
2: mm-hmm.
1: went and knocked off mm-hmm. Albany uh, State.
0: Yeah.
2: So... Albany State's a Jekyll and Hyde squad as well, man. They played well the last couple of weeks um, with some really good wins. Uh, But I don't think they're complete offensively. Defensively, they still fly around and hit you. Uh, But, you know, Quinn Gray wants to be a a pass-first team. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to them not being able to uh, throw the ball like they want to and then switching quarterbacks as well, I think they're not complete. Um, not completely where they want to be. Yeah,
0: especially when you're playing an Allen team that's going to put up some points.
2: I forgot
1: Allen in there, too. Allen only got one conference mm-hmm. um, loss, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. And whoever is running a social media team needs, uh, I don't <laughs> know what, what kind of award they do for uh, social media. If it's, a, I was going to say, a Grammy or something. They need an Emmy or a, a team choice award or whatever because they are, listen, the petty is on par. It is on part. They put up some uh about some uh, thank for inviting to the homecoming or something. <laughs> <They are. laughs> it was it was cold blooded. Uh next up, man. Uh, I, I called it Clark Atlanta versus Shorter. Shorter got the win uh 1913.
2: Yeah, man. It it's um clock is reeling right now, man. They don't mm-hmm. really have an identity, um, you know. Interim coach Richard Moncrief, who's been around. If you, anybody is, you know, follow college football forever, Richard Moncrief, former Clemson QB, um, you know, he he's taken over and and I think wants to just kind of restructure what what um, Clark Atlanta is doing. He had been calling the plays anyway. Um, you know, Coach Slater had given up those play calling duties, but I think they just didn't like where the direction was going. But Clark Atlanta can score. So I mm-hmm. think right now, what you're looking at, and I have that game at the end of the year, yeah. that game against Morehouse will be for mm. – to see which team going to get a win. <laughs> see which team is going to get a win. So, you know, could, yeah. good luck to both.
1: All right. Uh, moving on to the uh... – there were other SIAC games. I think they were more, more blowout, so that's why I didn't put them up. Hold on. But let's see. Let me see if I can mention. Um Savannah State and Central State. Uh Central State won 21 to 10. Uh Kentucky State beat Lane 14. I'm sorry, 21-14. And then the Benedict. Benedict, of course, beat Fort Valley State 48-6. So yikes um next up in the ci elizabeth city state took on lincoln pa coach g and his and his guys um and lincoln got the win 27 21 they are now four and three on the season
0: yeah quietly making putting together a little winning streak
1: yes um next up i didn't see this whooping coming not two weeks in a row Bowie State got beat by Virginia Union 52 to 3. How did I did not see
2: them losing like
1: this two weeks in a row.
2: I don't know what's going on up there, um, but it just doesn't look good at all. Uh, <laughs> Coach Jackson and the Bowie State Bulldogs, just right now, I think when you're talking about what they've lost over the last few years, man, um, in that brain trust, you know, Coach Jackson. Um is in the same mode as as Damon Wilson and others that have been there, but right now there's something missing. there's something going on that you know that they haven't been able to replace yet, so you know we'll see what's going on. they're getting beat by significant numbers you know if it was close, I would say, okay cool, there yeah. you know they're 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 right there, but right now they're getting trounced, so they gotta go back to the drawing board yeah um.
1: Winston Salem State got back on the winning side with a win over Shaw 41
0: to 20. Yeah, good win for them. Absolutely
2: yeah. a good win, man. You got to talk about that program who's been down in the in the dumps for the last few years. Uh, so Coach Massey and the crew, you know, they're they're starting to play a little bit better. Really, the South in general um, is playing better ball. The CIAA South uh looks a lot better than it used to be. And so, um, you know, the likes of, of, of Winston-Salem, Livingstone, John C. Smith, mm-hmm. really that whole um, conglomerate, man, they're starting to play a little bit better ball. And so, um, you know, good win for Winston-Salem State uh, because, quite honestly, I, you know, people thought they would just, um, you know. Push over. go, Just be horrible in the south. Yeah. Fire the coach. That would be the end of it, but they are playing a lot better than um people thought they would,
1: yeah. Yeah, they'd fighting Stephen Gaither's this week. Oh, yeah. Man. Um, they've been to Stephen A. Smith's for two weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, all right, next up we had Bluefield State. Uh, man, Coach Colton uh took on Virginia State, and this was actually a closer game, man. Thought 39 23.
2: Yeah, man, so. coach Coach Colson, man, is boys tough. Yeah, 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 they are. They are. I, I think it's just a matter of them, you know, being back in the CIAA full time. Um, that north them being in the north is so, you know, you a new team, mm-hmm. um, and you 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 know, you get put in the toughest division, which is so interesting. Um, and you know, I've heard even Steven say this before. Um, it should be CIAA East and West. But um, but yeah, man. I mean, you you got a lot of good teams up there. So um, he's taking his licks this year, but Coach Kosum is very capable. It's just a matter of them recruiting and just getting on good footing. I think they'll be fine. But yeah. you know, they've been taking on their in the last couple of weeks. So
1: I completely agree. You know,
2: they'll be just they'll be just fine. I think going forward.
1: Completely agree. Um, yeah, they they are. I, I really like their resilience. They are. They may not necessarily win every game, but they're in most games. So, um, next up, Livingstone versus Fayetteville State. Fayetteville State got the dub 19-14. to
2: I like Fayetteville State, man, Um, because I think they're resilient. After playing a tough early schedule, um, Mm -hmm. I love the fact that they're winning close games. They're the only one that beat Virginia Union. And, and so I still, you know, you know, keep them up there with, with with some of the best, even though, you know, this may not be the Fayetteville State teams of old, but I still think they're fully capable of winning, um, winning the South right now. They're still in the thick of things. But that game coming up against John C. Smith will be interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought they were because they, you know, they had some big, well, I say big wins. Now I don't know how big it was. Um over Bowie State. Bowie State was um if I'm not saying Bowie State was undefeated at the time and they beat Bowie State, gave them their first loss. Um, and then Winston Salem. So I thought Leaving I mean, I know how they started. I know you know they were 0-4 before you knew it. Um, but they started turning the corner. I thought they were going I thought they had picked it up. So that's what at least for now. Uh, let's get back to that. Is it um the other other score? Uh, Johnson C. Smith beat St. Augustine 14-6, and that's it.
2: So that rounds out. Which is interesting. I'm a, I'm gonna give props to the St. Aug mm-hmm. Falcons. Um, yeah. you know there's some stories that's coming out. You know they recently fired their coach, and and they got some things going on right now that um that needs to be addressed when it comes to that program in general. So for them to come out at least fighting, you know, kudos to them. Um, yeah. You know, a loss is a loss, but, you know, the, if you need to see what, what's going on with them, hey, do some digging and you, you'll you find out. An article just came out, um, mm-hmm. HBCU game, they addressed some of it, and they got some issues. Let's just put it that way. That coach, wasn't this his first year? Yes. They've had, I think, four coaches in the last five years. So,
1: all right. Um, Now, man, we got the uh, conference players of the week. Uh, Right now, I think it's only the SWAC and uh, CIAA hat. Let me double- before I say that, let me double-check one last time to make sure um, the MIAC and SIAC have not put out theirs. Let's see. No, for the SIC and MIAC is No, nothing from the MIAC as well. Um, so we'll just have to report on those on Monday. I mean, I'm sorry, on Thursday. But for this week. Imagine that. You got Xavier Langford. <laughs> xavier michael vick langford um <laughs> quarterback for alabama a and uh, he had 320 total yards and three touchdowns um in the upset over or the homecoming upset over grambling uh, for texas southern on defense oh. linebacker jacob williams uh he's joined by his teammate uh, running back Ladarius Owens, also from Texas Southern, as the specialist of the week and newcomer of the week for the swag, was Tigerian Williams.
2: Good calls all the way around. Hey, no argument. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, now for the CIAA. Oh, there we go. Um, for their what's the, uh, quarterback, I'm sorry. I forgot how they do theirs. They, all right, so the food line quarterback of the week for CIAA was Isaiah mm-hmm. Freeman from Lincoln, uh, PA. His name is showing up here. I think this is the third time this year um, mm-hmm. that I remember seeing, seeing his name. Uh, Jada Byers, he's back, and for consecutive weeks, he is the running back of the week. Um and wide receiver, you had Jashon Middleton from Winston Salem State from uh the offense alignment is Justin Meade from Virginia Union. The defense alignment is Isaac Anderson from Virginia State, the linebacker TJ Gunter from Bluefield State. Uh the DB, Virginia States, Willie Drew, the Kickers, Virginia States. Uh, Roy Jackson the 3rd and the rookie of the week is Cameron Davis from Virginia State.
0: Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes,
2: absolutely. Roy, listen, Roy, uh I got to give a special shout out Roy uh Roy played for me at Salem High School. Um okay. uh. in 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 College Georgia. So proud of that kid. Proud of that kid. Uh.
1: <laughs> and they wipe me. <laughs> uh I I, uh <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Jay White is missed. <laughs> we so Jamie, we had a and I thought he was I knew he wasn't gonna be back. I had a feeling he wasn't gonna come back. We had a a a comment. was I I survived Plan B, and said he was from Huntsville, but went to Grambling for a reason. He's like, and them don't you know? Saying they don't care about football like that. He says, (laughs) he says I I forgot. He was saying a bunch of stuff, but he said, "Ain't no way." You somebody somebody you on you got to be on drugs to think Grambling gonna win this game. So, (laughs) yep. Mm. got to be more careful Um, Hey you got anything else Before we get up out of here Ant
0: Nah I just want to be done with this show <laughs> 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 I
2: know. It's going to be alright but man It's going to be alright
0: You're right because it's over <laughs> it Listen happen. I felt I felt the same way We done talked about it It's good I can, I can <laughs> get good. it now
1: I felt the same way when AM lost to Jackson State because I had said, yeah, they're going to take over, this, you know, say they're going to be second place in the East. They could possibly play for the. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, it was just like, ah, I look, I look bad. I look
2: but it the was the all coming, though. At least you school right. throws for over 100 yards a game. So, man, listen, you it got happens, a, man.
0: You got a point.
2: Oh, boy.
1: All right, Jamie, tell the people where they can find you.
2: Oh, man, you won't find me anywhere this weekend. Um, but <laughs> the next game I will call will be um, on the four-letter network again. It will be Morehouse and Kentucky State. So you'll find me there. You can always find me on Twitter at Sport Voice JW. Sport Voice JW.
0: All
2: right.
1: Um, all right, and We can get up out of here. I, um, all right. We'll get up out here. We'll be back on Thursday. Uh, we'll have the rest of the players of the week. We'll have you know saying previews to the other games, and if we have any other news, we'll put it out. We'll be on Thursday. Oh, Morgan State, North Carolina Central, Thursday night watch yeah. party.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: All right. We'll be here till then. We at this show. Was presented by BetOnline.ag. Bring me
2: my